I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Sue Mullen. She is the first supporter of our show. She went on to buy me a coffee and bought us coffees. So we thank you so much for caffeinating us for this episode and some more episodes to come. So thank you so much. We love you. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee. There is a link in the description box. Or I think you can just go to buymeacoffee.com and look for Creatrix Culture. Enjoy the show. Hi, you're listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf, and today we are with Karen Clark, and she is a Pilates instructor and microdosing and integration coach. Coach. Yeah. I was going to call you a therapist. No. Did you say therapist? No. No. A therapist. She's, she's not a therapist. I am not a licensed therapist. I am not a doctor. I am not a nurse. I am a coach. Coach. Yes. Beautiful. Certified. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, welcome. Whatever that means today. I but. know, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's all good. So we wanted to come on here today and talk about integration because she is very passionate about this topic and the importance of it. I feel like in just observation and knowing how many people now are going into ceremonies or just doing different plant medicines, it's becoming such a popular thing um, that right. the the importance of integration what is integration why should we integrate and 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 what does that look like so we really wanted to get come in here and and bring that topic to the surface so if you're thinking about going into ceremony you've done ceremony or you're just messing around on the weekend you know having a little plant journey yeah that you're going into it and coming out of it lovingly and, and going what just happened yeah right yeah. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of different information about integration. You know, some people think that, you know, the only time that we're going to have to do an integration is if we're doing, you know, a ceremony type integration with plants. Mm -hmm. But you can go to Disneyland and do a psychedelic trip and still have information and, you know, new visions, new thoughts, new ideas, beliefs. You know, our unconscious doesn't know we're at Disneyland when we consume psychedelics. Mm -hmm. It just goes, oh, we're going to open your mind a little bit. And, you know, what we do with that information afterwards is pretty important because how do we go back to where we were before we took those mm -hmm. and why would we want to? Right. 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 I mean, I think that there's, you know, people take them for a mind expanding experience. Mm -hmm. And if we want to actually expand our minds, then let's take a look at what happened and do we need help after that? Mm -hmm. Do we need to integrate something that we saw or felt or experienced? And was it a difficult experience to begin with? Like, mm -hmm. was our journey a difficult one or was it happy and laughing and loving and, you know, all rainbows and unicorns or was it dark and kind of scary? Yeah. Because all of that, all that information on a psychedelic trip is information. Well, what's interesting about that is when... I would do psychedelics when I was young right? and it would always get really dark and I wouldn't really have the best time and I wouldn't really have a good time after. Right. And I would just like, like, I mean, the first time I did mushrooms, I ate an eighth on an empty stomach at 17 at a house without any parents at it and like trip my face off, you know, <laughs> how'd that go? Great. Right. 
Right. I'm yeah. doing really good still. <laughs> yeah. My first time was at Hanson Dam, you know, not thinking that they were working. So we ate more and then smoked a joint and then they all kicked in mm-hmm. and, oh yeah. And then I had to go to work that afternoon. Oh, oh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I was 17 as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not good. No, but to go back to that. So, you know, it was a, what everybody is referring to, not everybody, but as people refer to it as a recreational Mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. as opposed to a ceremonial or journey experience where we're like sitting with people with an intention of doing this with maybe facilitators with maybe someone who's trip sitting mm-hmm. or we're just sitting in a beautiful room in a beautiful space looking for a different experience than you know Hanson Dam or Disneyland yeah um so our set and our setting like what is our mindset and our setting that we're doing it in also has a huge impact on how our trip is going to go. Mm-hmm. So if we're already feeling kind of anxious or angry or, you know, troubled by something, you know, kind of in a weird place, a little depressed or anxious about, I don't know, anything that's really kind of negative happening in your world personally, it could expand that. Mm-hmm. So really kind of getting clear on what your mindset is before consuming psychedelics to not have a bad experience or a difficult experience is pretty important. Yeah. And then like knowing the people that you're with, mm-hmm. you know, because being around someone who is just going to tease you and taunt you and kind of make it be even more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's, not even, that's not very much fun. Right. Yeah. Or being in a public setting where right. you're not ready for all of that energy. Right. Or the lights or mm-hmm. the people. Or yes. you might not have that safety feeling. You might feel stranded. Like, how are you going to get home? How are you going to get right. anywhere? Like, or it's just too much. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's too much energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's so many things that can affect your psychedelic experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the beginning part of the integration. Like the beginning part of a psychedelic experience is deciding to take them. Okay. That's the first part. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm going to do that. Or no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. And that's long before you even consume, or maybe it's 20 minutes before you consume whatever psychedelic that is. And each psychedelic has a different experience for us. So that also has an impact on what you're going to, like how you're going to experience your psychedelic trip. Mm-hmm. but really having your set and setting be as wonderful as possible is mm-hmm. the best thing, you know, but that's not what happens most of the time. Right. Yeah. So, and then we have our experience. <laughs> Hold on. She's came in and here and burped. I don't know if you heard that. I'm just going to keep that in. She sits down and she's burps. like, I want to know what's going on. Oh, uh, so you're not dog. watching the video. My dog just came in here, sat down between us. It's really funny. She wants to know about okay. this. I guess she really does. Well, yeah. she she's helped journeys now with people. She at the women's retreat sat in the middle of the room, even though she wasn't allowed in the angel room right. and held space for the 20 some odd women that were right. going through a journey. And she just curled up and laid in the middle in the middle of the space and she was like pounding her way in where Bobby actually opened the door and let her in and Ama tried to stop her because there was no animals in that room right. and then she was just like I just she's just like I'm here yeah she's like no I'm and she didn't even come find me she just like curled up right in the middle and just like lay down yeah she was protecting yeah yeah I know I've sat in ceremony with quite a few experiences with animals are there and they're very healing it's, mm-hmm. it's actually really nice to have them there and none of them have freaked out like it's never been a bad experience with an animal in the room yeah yeah it's, no. it's actually quite quite tranquil and and a little bit more peaceful mm-hmm. yeah i know it's cool so she's a good girl so sorry to interrupt you that's okay do you remember where you were of course not okay good. <laughs> 
I think I was, I was at like, oh, the experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, so we're, you know, we're in the experience, mm -hmm. like after our set and setting and we've ingested in, you know, are we listening to music? Are we listening to cool music? Or are we listening to music that is going to really like shake our world up a little bit more negatively? Like mm -hmm. music plays a really oh. big part in the mind expansion part of it. And it sets another mood mm -hmm. inside of us while we're in that experience. So there's, there's just so many factors, you know, and, and did we eat, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe you shouldn't have, you know, maybe we shouldn't eat. And like, mm -hmm. that's what most facilitators and most, most people who are doing any trip sitting or anything really recommend that you don't eat. And that's not really the experience of most people who are doing it just to like, oh yeah, we're going to have a handful of mushrooms today. Like we already ate lunch an hour ago and you know, maybe you're not going to feel so great. Yeah. 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 Not much fun. No. But having our experience is you know, that's definitely going to impact the integration as well, mm -hmm. because if we have a fabulous experience and we feel like we've been able to, you know, release things that we felt like we needed to release or bring in what our intentions were, because setting an intention ahead of time is also really important. Mm -hmm. And if we get to have a good experience, then our integration sometimes feels like, well, okay, like I don't have to integrate. Like mm -hmm. I just had a really great experience. I'm just gonna like go on about my day. But you could have an experience and, you know, a, a month or two or three go, wow, I remember something from that mm -hmm. psychedelic trip from like three months ago. And now I'm realizing why this is fitting together or connecting. So if we don't do some main like integration pieces after our trip, whether it's good or bad, you know, we just kind of go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't. Who wants to do that? I don't want to go back to where I was a week ago. Yeah. I want to continue to move forward. Mm -hmm. So I just think that it's, we can't just talk about integration without talking about everything that happened before that. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're having a good trip. We're having a difficult experience where, you know, whatever we're, whatever it is we're doing. And then we, we come out of it. And in some ceremonies, we sit in, the, in, in an integration circle afterwards. And sometimes we don't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, is that integration circle enough for some people? That's all they get. Mm -hmm. And what I have found through my own experience is that integration circle, I'm barely remembering. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Yep. I'm tired. Yep. I'm not in my own element. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't even had a chance to write some stuff down yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe in the middle of it, I've written down a couple of really key points or in the integration circle in the morning, someone might have reminded me of something that I said to them or they experienced with me. And you're still on the medicine. Totally. So you're not even fully like back from. Not even at all. Yeah. I actually don't feel fully back for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. And and then, so do we take a couple of days off of work? Most people don't. Most people can't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's just really interesting how we, we just kind of go right back into our life. Mm -hmm. And when this is sacred plant medicine and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I've done that. I've also taken the time off and I feel so much better on the days where I've taken a couple days off afterwards. So, you know, it's, it's, it's to our own, it's to each our own and with what our time will allow. Mm -hmm. But when we go to that integration afterwards and the next morning for me, I, like I said, I can barely remember. So I try to take as many notes as I can. And then I look at what I immediately need. Like, what do I need? Do I need to eat? Do I need to sleep? Do I need to write stuff down? You know, what is my emotional state of being? What is my spiritual state of being? What is my immediate space? Mm -hmm. And take care of those immediate needs, no matter what, you know, having to get on an airplane immediately after a ceremony sounds torturous. 
Oh and my I gosh. Know I had some go, people that did. I did mushrooms one night and had to go to a great aunt's open casket funeral the next day. How'd that go? <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah, great. it was. I was like, um, I don't know. This was, uh, I don't know, kind I mean, of bad timing. Maybe not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So really planning these out, I think is a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then sometimes we can't, you know, sometimes things happen and, you know, we just have to roll with it, mm-hmm. but, you know, really getting to our immediate needs is one of the most important things that we can do. And then the next thing, after we kind of get some rest, get some food, reflect back, reflecting what our, what happened, mm-hmm. what our experiences were, what our visions were, what we thought about, what we saw, what we communicated with other people about, what was our experience? Like, what was my experience with you? Mm-hmm. And then also understanding what our emotional needs are like not just about what happened but how do we feel about what happened how is our emotional capacity what is our emotional state of being about you know one of the experiences that we had like I had a pretty difficult experience my whole trip one night and I was like the next day and even the next week I had to really figure out what was that about like why why did all that happen and it Mm -hmm. took me I'm still integrating that journey. Like I'm still trying to figure out how to integrate all of that into my life. Mm -hmm. And that was probably five months ago. Wow. Yeah. So part of the integration process for me is to, you know, write some of that stuff down and figure out what it is that the lessons were that were being presented to me that evening. So, and it could be lessons. It could be releasing. It could be receiving. It could be, I just need to laugh. I just need to play. I just Mm -hmm. like what was brought into my realm of consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, our conscious mind is like 10% of our thoughts. So what's going on in that other 90%? Right. So psychedelics, let us experience some of that. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I think that the only reason why we don't get to experience that without using psychedelics or without using so some holotropic breath work or other ways of experiencing that is our ego. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like our ego wants us to protect us. Mm -hmm. Like it wants us to stay safe. It wants us to stay right where we are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't want us to expand out. And sorry, I want to. Yeah. Like I want to know more. Like if Mm -hmm. there's 90% of my brain going on back there. What? I, I always talk about like, what yeah. could we possibly do? Right. You know, I was at Burning Man in <clears throat> 2004, the only time that I went to Burning Man. And I was, I went with my acting manager at the time and to her son, I was telling him just that I said, you know, they tell us that we can only use 10% of our brains. So therefore we only use 10% of our brains because that's what we are told. I was like, we can use so much more of our brains. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah watch this and there was this (laughs) lantern it was a battery powered lantern and it was sitting on the table i go watch i am going to turn off this lantern with energy by just putting my hand over the top of the lantern and i will shut it off and he goes you can't do that i go yes i can because i can use more than 10 percent of my brain and so i put my hand on top of it and all of a sudden my hand was burning hot and the lantern turned off and we looked at each other and I was like, oh my God. He and he out. was like, oh my God. And I was like, holy shit. I did just turn <laughs> it off and I did just use more than 10% of my brain. And then we literally pushed the button and turned the lantern back on. So it had actually turned itself off. I turned it off. Yes. 
That's awesome. Yeah. By because I was like, I'm gonna expand further in my mind, and with energy, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna turn it off with my hand, right. like over it. Good. Not pressing the button. But yeah, so that's like I. That was just in part of the space. Like in some ways, I was slightly joking, but then I guess I wasn't because there was a part of me that knew. And you also and I fully did it. committed to it, right? And then I did it. But we were both super shocked that I actually did it, right? Right. But that's made me, that's been my brain my whole life is like, I want to explore further. What more can we do? Sure. Just because you tell me this, why is there a whole brain if we're only using 10%? Right. Then no. Like, what's the point of that? Like they say, there's no such thing as like, when they say like junk DNA, that's a lie, right? Like gray matter. That's a lie. Like in a sense, like there there's more to all of this than we're really kind of programmed to believe because in some ways they don't really want you to go exploring into more because well and do we even know more you know some people do some doctors some scientists do but would the world be ready for that yeah i mean imagine if i mean we're in a kind of a crazy time right now right mm-hmm. so imagine if let's just say the whole world microdosed yeah all on one day wow wow right that'd be a really chaotic day that would be pretty crazy because yeah. even if you microdose you still are having a shift in perception mm-hmm. and it might be subtle and it might mm-hmm. be small and it's not going to be seeing trees walk down the street or walls breathe but you definitely have a shift in perception mm-hmm. and and connection to self is changes like it shifts connection to others shifts you feel the actual like specifically with psilocybin you know it actually activates the joy part of the brain so you actually feel joy instead of it just being a synthetic serotonin mm-hmm. uptake, which it is, but it's not synthetic. It's actually the serotonin receptors are going, oh, there's psilocybin in the body. Let's, let's be happy. Mm-hmm. So imagine everybody just being happy for one day. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That'd be really beautiful. Yeah. 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 I think it would be a different energy. Though. Right. And I feel like there's, you know, with everything that's happening right now in the world and the planet, and we're in such big shifts and transitions. And it, it is really interesting that so many more people are like with the microdosing, with taking, I feel like a mushroom trip. trips went away for a while, right? A long time. And now they're like, everyone's like, oh, and people that wouldn't even be open to it are open to it. Like, they went off on my path for decades and all of a well, sudden it's like, oh, right. No. And, and, and through me, uh, communing with them lately, the intelligence of the plants and I are starting to actually have a completely different relationship, relationship and conversation. Right. And they're really, I'm seeing how in space they work, they're magic, right. They move pieces around. And how about what they do with specifically mushrooms under the earth Mm -hmm. and how they allow for other plants to communicate and Mm -hmm. how they communicate with themselves and other mushrooms and other plants. It's like that whole mycelium. It's a whole network. It's It's like a whole internet above here. It's Mm -hmm. a whole internet of below the earth. And anybody who's watched any of the movies that have come out, and there's actually a new one coming out on Tuesday. Um, The Michael Poland book is being made into a film, into a short series, and and it's being um, released on Tuesday. But um, yeah, that's, we digress. <laughs> there's so much, there's so many things to talk right, about. Right, right, right. But, you know, back to the integration part, you know, the, the part that is probably one of the most important is really understanding, did we just activate trauma? Mm. Did we just activate a backstory? Did we just activate something that is in 
desperate need of us looking at because, you know, I, I come from a drug and alcohol um, abstinence world. Like mm-hmm. I have been in personal recovery for over 34 years. So psychedelics were not on my radar. No, like I was like a hard no for decades, yeah. like anything like cannabis. No. Um, but I got in the cannabis space about 15 years ago, working in it. And it just opened my mind and my world into something completely different and really understanding that there's medicine in plants. And mm-hmm. then it took me to mushrooms and, 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 yeah. um, and so I just did nosedives into everything, like down the rabbit hole of all of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, which is when I decided to go get certified for all of this stuff. Cause I, I wanted to know, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to say, at least I had some information and thank God it's like congruent information. Like every time I get a certification, it's like, Oh yeah, I learned that back three years ago. I learned that two years ago. And okay. It's still the same. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, but traumas are, you know, one of the things that we have no clue how to, how to deal with and people are traumatized mm-hmm. period period and what just happened to our world was probably one of the biggest traumatic instances we are going to ever see in mm-hmm. our lifetime and so we need to talk about how to help heal mm-hmm. and you know psilocybin mdma they're being used with people who are treatment resistant depressed and having amazing results and i'm talking like three instances of dose and nine weeks later, no longer considered PTSD. Wow. So how is somebody going to make any money on that? Right. Right. Yeah. But these people are no longer PTSD. And one year, five years after the study, they're still no longer PTSD. They're living full lives with their families, their children, they're working. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of works. So my mindset has shifted and so many other people's mindsets are starting to shift. And I think it's, I think it's important. My to- mindset, this is his set shifted as well. Yeah. Because I mean, after my early twenties and stuff, I'm like, no, I just don't do yeah. anything anymore. Uh, cannabis and I just really chemically, we don't get along. Me either. Um, our, our chemical makeups, we just, I've tried many times, like, and it just, it really doesn't, right. it's not a match, which is fine. I don't need to have it match. Um, but I, but going back to like, I was talking about in the beginning, like those dark spaces, that's why I was like pretty much a hell no to all of it for a long time, because I didn't want to go back to the dark spaces. Right. And I didn't know that space could be held for those dark spaces. Right. But also through it, I've done so much shadow and dark space work that now coming into communing with the plants, I, I know how to navigate the dark spaces and not attached to the stories of them and become more the observer like that's where meditation has came into a big play in life of like but also um I don't need to go in the spiral in the looping of it right and And I I just don't even really go there anymore right but if you don't have if you didn't have the information on how to get out of those looping thoughts and those ruminating thoughts the negative ruminating thoughts and you don't have the capacity to do that because the neuro connections inside your brain are not allowing you to move through that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more difficult, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you're just, you know, and there's nothing wrong with talk therapy, there's nothing wrong with doctors or, or any of that. So please nobody hear me say that, but I think that there's a time and a place for everything. And there's right. a time and a place where those things aren't the thing. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, I've been in talk therapy before I've had some pretty, you know, traumatic things happen before I had my personal recovery and afterwards. And I've been in talk therapy and I'm like, I'm just talking in circles. And when I started microdosing, you know, whatever, (laughs) 
my whole world shifted mm -hmm. and cannabis wasn't my thing either because I could do paranoid and anxious all by myself. I, yeah. don't, I don't need that. Yeah. No, thank you. But I was actually able to stop the negative ruminating thoughts while being coached on how to do that and have the neurogenesis from the microdosing that actually allows neuro, you know, new neuronal connections to mm -hmm. be created in the brain for you to go from over here to the negative thoughts to, oh, this is what I can go do instead of thinking those negative thoughts. But I had like a coach to help me with all that. And it allowed me to then learn how to do that on my own and move through those things so much quicker. Mm -hmm. So like you were talking about that shadow work, the, the negative dark stuff, we don't have to be afraid of that no. because if we can find the right people to help work us through that and to look at those shadows and go, oh, you're not that scary. You're just a part of who I am, mm -hmm. but you are not who I am. Mm -hmm. You're just a part. And, and that's okay. You know, I, I look at it as like, you know, putting our dragons to sleep, like, okay, acknowledge the dragon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a behavior that I don't want to do anymore. So I have something else to go do instead. And it's far more productive, far more positive, far more fulfilling, far more, you know, what work for myself and the people around me are far more fulfilled than me being, you know, situationally depressed or, you know, stuck in a relationship that is destructive and chaotic mm -hmm. for myself and the rest of my family, I can move over here and find something far more peaceful. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing to right. be able to have that. Yeah. And for me to be able to work with my clients and allow them to achieve that as well and to help walk them through what I have been walked through because it's, it's all the same, mm -hmm. you know, trauma is trauma. And mm -hmm. if somebody truly needs somebody who like a, a, a more therapist, like a clinical therapist, I have people that they get referred to them all the time mm -hmm. because sometimes those traumas are far bigger than what my scope of work is. Right. And I'm fully aware of what that means. Mm -hmm. So, but when we're in integration and we're like writing down after we've eaten and slept and we've kind of like done our, our, you know, beginning part of our work and we get into the third phase of like really looking at what happened and really looking at what is that dark side, mm -hmm. what was revealed or what was that, what was that message that was given of, oh, I need to start doing this or, or I need to go talk to this person or whatever that is. What are our next steps? Mm -hmm. Do we need to get a therapist? Do we need to get a coach? Do we need to talk to some of the people who were at that ceremony to ask a little bit more questions about what their experience with me or with you were that night? You know, and, and get around some like-minded people who can actually help you walk through this mm -hmm. because trying to do it on your own, I've done it that way too. That was very unhelpful. Mm -hmm. You know, on my first ayahuasca experience, I had no idea. I mean, that was hardcore. And I was like floundering for like three months until I finally reached out to a somatic energy worker. And I'm like, I need some help. Wow. And, and so I was finally able to make sense of all that. And after I was able to make sense of all that, the entire trajectory of my world, work life, completely shifted. Mm. I opened up my own shop. I finally decided, you know what? I'm not going to work for other people and like build everybody else's businesses anymore. I'm going to go do this for myself. Yeah. And there I went, but I was stuck. I was like, what did I just learn? Right. Like what, what was all that about? So I think it's really important to, um, to really get the help that we're, that we're needing mm -hmm. and sit with stuff, meditate about it, journal about it, free, free writing, mm -hmm. just like write down whatever's coming out, like whatever is going from the hand to the, from the head to the paper. And I also find that actual writing in a journal, as opposed to typing on a computer is really cathartic and able to be able to get from the brain 
all the way down through kind of like I envision that the words are going from my brain into my throat, mm -hmm. from my heart. And even though I'm right-handed, I imagine that all these words are going through and down this arm mm. onto this piece of paper. And I never know what's going to come out of all that. And it's just something that's really healing. But if I'm typing it, I'm thinking too much about, oh, I just felt that word wrong. Like I'm thinking too much instead mm -hmm. of just free flow writing. Yeah. And, and I think that that's something, or even drawing, which you know, I can't draw mm -hmm. more than a stick figure, but, um, but some people, you know, find doing um, like mandalas or coloring in mandalas, mm -hmm. just any way that they want to color them. It's really healing. And it kind of like reactivates some of the thoughts that happen during mm. the ceremony. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty um, healing in itself to do that. So it's, I think it's, that's just one of the things that, um, that I guide people to. And it's meditative do. in a sense. So I could see that, like, if allowing things to kind of settle in yeah. and like integrate itself on right. an energetic level. Right. You know, and, and there's been a lot of conversation, almost every single class I've taken on any type of psychedelics has been all about not making any big decisions for like one to six months after doing a you know, a psychedelic journey Wow! because you just still have so much more information that's coming to you. Now, you know, does, does anybody follow that? I don't know. I have, and I have not, and I've, you know, experienced good and, and not so great experiences yeah. because of that. But I also know that, you know, me coming out of a journey, I definitely don't make any, any decisions about anything for a good month. Okay. Like I really sit and, okay, what was that all about? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, unless of course your life is, you know, in danger or you're getting hurt or harmed, right? You know, that's different. Yeah. But, you know, quitting your job, leaving your spouse, you know, selling your house, moving to another state. I don't know. Might want to think about that for yeah. a little bit longer than four days. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even if that was the message that was brought to you, like nothing is, we're not in that big of a hurry. Yeah. yeah. So that's just something that I, I found to be a repeated statement in all the information that I have learned over the last five years in learning all about. They needed medicines. to just tell me that statement, like in my twenties, cause I was a runner, like if right. anything wasn't working, it just like cut and go, cut and go, cut right. and go, cut and go, cut. And I was just like, I mean, everything was so chaotic. And I mean, I moved to Hawaii for four days. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Really worked out. Yeah. For four days. For four days. Well, you were in Hawaii for four days. I was in Hawaii for four days. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a stay too longer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I've definitely cut and run, but I'm definitely a stay too longer. So, you know, but I also know now because I've done some of that work because, you know, that's part of my shadow is, you know, to, um, to just keep trying. Mm. And sometimes me keeping on trying is not the answer either. Right. No matter what that is. So, um, yeah, I think, I think there's um, on either side, there's a balance in that, right? Like, yeah. okay. Did you give it a good go? Right. Now it's time to leave or, right. okay. Or maybe you need to sit a little bit longer in this right. and see to it to the other side. Like that's one thing Maley's brought into my life is I haven't been able to run. Of course. And Karen just asked me before we started how long I've lived in this apartment. And in this particular apartment, it's been eight years. And in this building has been 10 years. And I've never lived in a space besides for my parents' long. house for this long. But it's because of her that I really, and now this really heavy voiceover booth that I have next to me, <laughs> that's not that easy to move. 
that I haven't been able to cut and go even when it's hard. And what that has taught me is to be able to get quiet and sit through something that in my twenties, I couldn't sit through the, the, um, the parts that were uncomfortable. Right. And then over time, I've just, my lesson in it was like, if you just sit in the parts that are uncomfortable, you get to the other side. That's sure not uncomfortable anymore. Right. And having uncomfortable conversations as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's all part of, you know, the processing of emotions and like, how do we change? Where do we change? How does it serve us to change? How does it serve other people who might be affected by our changes that are going to be necessary or required because of the information that we received or released or, you know, whatever our experience was in that psychedelic trip. And, you know, and, and all of this, this part of the process of integration could take three weeks, four weeks of like getting your needs met and, you know, understanding where you're at, your emotional state of being, and then, okay, what are some of the things that I need to do and change? And then the next part is, how do we implement those changes? Mm -hmm. Do we need to hire that therapist? Do we need to hire a coach? Do I need to talk to my friends? Do I need to meditate? Yes, you need to meditate. Psychedelics and meditation, yes, 100% all day, every day. That's a yes. Mm -hmm. um, the journaling part, you know, just taking quiet times and quiet moments to do things that actually feed your soul. So what feeds your soul might not feed my soul. And so we need to really identify what it is that really allows us to go in and get quiet and be okay and listen, because, you know, we're so good at having a conversation and talking and we're so good at being distracted. What mm. about being in? What about mm -hmm. being quiet? What about just sitting and turning off the TV, mm -hmm. shutting the computer, turning the phone upside down, leaving it in a different room, doing something that is just far different than what we normally do. Mm -hmm. Because without that, we don't get to hear those small voices that are inside us because we all have our answers. Yep. Like every one of us mm -hmm. knows exactly what it is that we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that is so freaking scary or we just have no clue what that next step is. Yeah. And maybe your experience in taking a psychedelic showed you what that is and that might be scary so and you, that might be scary so you kind we, of freaked out over it yeah and we distract mm -hmm. and we don't do it and so knowing we need to do that being shown that we need to do that in a in a journey or in a or in a psychedelic experience and us not doing that we are now out of integrity with ourselves and to me that's like one of the biggest disservices to ourselves that we could do is being out of integrity with who we are Yes. Because for me, if that happens and I'm not aligned with me and like what the universe is bringing to me, I am uncomfortable. I am unhappy. Mm -hmm. I am depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. I'm like all these things. Getting angry at little things. Right. Getting frustrated. Isolating. Mm -hmm. and, and everybody experiences this differently. Um, these are just some of the more common experiences yeah. and we don't, we don't need to do that. Mm -mm. We don't, we just don't need to do that. And I, what I found to be the most important thing in all of this is people finding the people in our lives that are going to support us no matter what. I mean, I'm not talking about like, you know, cosign our bullshit. Yeah. I'm talking about support our journey to to become the, the best version of ourselves that we could possibly be, the people who challenge us, mm -hmm. the people who show us the next step, 
the people who hold our hand while we're making that next step, even if they don't understand it or agree with it or agree with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate. I have family and friends that, that support me. Mm -hmm. And when my group of the people that I was hanging out with only supported a certain part of me doing a certain thing and the rest of my world, they were not okay with, or they didn't support. I was like, that's not cool. Yeah. So I had to find people who were going to support my whole life yep. and who were going to show me how to be a better person or make the changes that I wanted to make professionally, personally, spiritually, mentally, all of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like the best. It really is because our community is like the best. And yes. we, I feel like we've really like expanded in a group of people that really absolutely hold space for that because we all kind of and haven't we found people that I wouldn't, you know, we, we wouldn't normally meet. Yeah. Yeah. Like on, right. The paths, just lives being totally different on a level of like right. the day to day that yeah. Paths wouldn't have crossed. Right. And everybody's doing something different professionally, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're in a relationship, not in a relationship, you know, what, what it, whatever it is they're doing and, and their playtime and their family time, whatever it's, it's all congruent it's and and uh, for me i feel like it's all based on love and i I don't say that like tongue-in-cheek yeah but i I really do believe that that there is a a feeling of love and support that i have not felt anywhere else me either yeah and it's it's actually calmed my nervous system yes and i i feel in the past since 2020 i have people who really have my back they don't just like say they have your back like they really actually like i can feel them holding right space and holding me up in yes. a way that I've never felt before and like have you know and we've all watched each other go through different things or no stories that aren't like right. the most beautiful or whatever but everyone just really understands the different aspects of how funky it can get on this planet right, right. as being a human so right. it's like really we it's really beautiful to be connected to a group of people that are open to holding a certain amount of space with the least amount of judgment. Yes. And without, and sometimes with the least amount of explanation, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I could talk to someone who, who I spent some time with in a journey and have no connection whatsoever with them on any other level and pick up the phone and have to not explain anything, but just say, Hey, I just need to talk. Yeah. And I also find that there's quite a few people that are, in some of this tribe and some of this community that we speak of mm-hmm. that don't do psychedelic medicine, but that still have an elevated spiritual being that are doing other work that is not using something psychedelic mm-hmm. that is um, still supportive and still part of that group. So it's not just people who are using psychedelics. No, it's people who are truly wanting to, to get to be the best, best version of themselves. You know, and I don't know how else to say that. And really get over and stop operating from this traumatic place place and old stories and everyone's really committed to limiting beliefs and limiting ideas and thoughts and patterns and behaviors. Mm -hmm. It's just like when like I've been able to release so much of that and I've watched so many people be able to release that. And it's like wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I've needed help to get done, that done. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been able to help people get that done. And you've been able to help people get that done. And I've and, needed help to get that done, right? Right. So, yeah. And, and I've also learned that asking for help is not a deficit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I hardly know anything anymore. Like, the older I get, I feel like the less I know. And so I've, I've really gotten okay with just really reaching out and saying, you know what? I, I really need some help. Yeah. Yeah. The older I've gotten, the less I'm like when I would like be so hard fixed in certain things, like, no, I only like the expansion of being open to possibilities or that maybe the one way that I was so pigeonholed on is not like we like, and I've always been able to feel like for the lot of be able to look at things at different perspectives and want to look at different perspectives. But I feel like I still, I don't know. It's like things are breaking off me right now where it's like, I'm still learning me like, Oh oh, you would actually be open to that? Oh, look at you. You're like having a commune to plant medicine that you never would have. And you were like a hard no for so long that we'll never hard go back no. to that. And now you're not the first person I've said on here having a conversation about it with, right? right? And how right. much it's really came into my life and shifted things. And I did a journey by myself here probably like a month ago and maybe two months ago and- spirit yeah I think it was like two months ago and I was just sitting here one night it was like nine o'clock and spirits like eat a little bit of your psilocybin chocolate that's in your fridge I was like really it's nine and they're like yeah and I'm like okay and then I went I it was like it started like kind of hitting me I went and took Maley out for a pee and then I come back in and she went to bed so I was like you know what? I'll just go to bed and I just put on some headphones and I put on some of this like sofeggio music that's like kind of more one tone sure because the outside noises were really bothering me right and then I just went on the deepest internal healing energy healing on myself good and moved all this energy and just went so deep into my vessel that I haven't in so long And it was so profound all by myself. I mean, I saw my guides and my angels actually showed up and I was like, oh, cool. You guys are here. But it was like, I mean, I'm still sitting with that one Yeah, because it was, and we moved. And I can see your emotion behind it. So that means you're still integrating that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a powerful evening. Right. And like, wow, of how much I needed to do that for me. Right. Yeah. And it was just kind of like a, a last minute kind of like, well, I don't know, it's Saturday and I don't need to get like fucked up. I'm not looking for that. But it was very much a message like, no, there's something for you tonight here. Right. And it was really powerful. Yes. Because I do so much energy healing on other people now. And it was like, I took all of that. And now you needed to do it on you. And I did it on me. And yeah. then I could do it on me. And I saw it on, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it was like, wow, this is like, I can see what I'm doing to other people, but I'm like, even really seeing, but I really feel in that moment, the plants really assisted me to get to that place, to put me, to get that ego out of the way, to get everything out of the way, to really see what it looks like on a, just a different perspective. And what you needed for right then. Mm-hmm. And you were able to tap into that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful. It was really profound. You know, you just reminded me of something that I've had the experience myself and several other people that I know also is that when we're going in and doing this deep work and this deep healing and specifically with plants, other people in our lives also start to heal because as we shift and as we change, if we have people in our lives that we're able to share some of these experiences with and be open with, like my mom, for instance, 
Like I can come home and have a conversation with her about what happened or what I'm integrating and what I'm healing. And it could be something to do with what happened in my childhood or what happened prior to me even being born. And I'll have questions and that triggers her to start having to think about things. And then she comes to me and wants to talk to me about what she needs to heal from because mm-hmm. of something I just said to her and not in a bad way, like I right. said to her, but it's been such a shift to watch that happen. And my mom is you know, in her late seventies mm-hmm. and she is totally open and willing. And, and like, she thinks like, she, she's like, you are so brave. I would never do this. I could never do that. And I'm like, come on, do a journey with me. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. But the other thing that, that has happened, you know, and maybe it's because of an umbilical cord, but my son has also experienced journeys when I've journeyed when he is in another state Mm -hmm. and it's been a pretty crazy experience. So, you know, what we do for ourselves to heal does have the ripple effect effect in the the rest of the world. Well, and one thing crazy. Yeah. What came to me with that though, too, while you were talking was if we're going in and let's say doing some deep forgiveness or moving some really stuck energy that that energy with whoever it is keeps like let's say reigniting that trauma, sure. that trauma or that unforgiveness or the whatever, right? Retriggering that wound. Right. If, if it's a wound from them or a wound that happened from somewhere else, but their actions trigger the wound, that healing that energy and, and moving that energy 100%. out, that's by the laws of energy, energy. right? It's going to naturally change the vibration because now you're no longer through that cord, giving that, sending that icky, nasty energy. Absolutely. So they're just going to come back and start acting different and they won't even know why. I don't even know if they even consciously know. know that they're doing it. Right. Because we are, we have so much power. And that's one thing why I love working with energy and that I've I still someday I'll figure out how to explain how I see energy. I've always seen it and I can't explain the way I see it. Right. And that's why I can do healings with it because I see something that I can't yet explain. explain. Right. But I see things and I get so much information in energy. Like I told you earlier when you walked in the door, like when we were talking earlier about how I know what's going on with people in the room. I can right. tell, oh, you've had sex. Oh, you did it. Oh, you're fighting. Oh, this marriage isn't going well. It's sure. Gonna... Because I can read the actual, the physical energy that's being transferred between, Conducted the between people. two people. Right. So the more my, I don't remember what my original point was, but the, but the healing between the energy of people and seeing with doing energy work and really, that's what I was getting at, really understanding how important energy is, how much energy, how really a lot more connected we are to each other, that cleaning up these lines has a greater impact than what people can even begin to fathom. Be- Absolutely. The web is, we are so much more integrated to everything. Absolutely. Than what we were taught, what we know. And it's so, so, so important that we, I wrote a statement once in a, in a journal a long, long time ago, like we can heal the future by healing the past, meaning healing the traumas, healing, healing the, the generational thing, healing Absolutely. ancestral wounds. Yep. That is healing the future and healing the past, right? So it's like, it's, it's all, it's all like really tied together as one. And right. like this, like if we were sitting here and we had bad energy or something, an eruption happened and you le- left. Now we have a cord 
that's connected. That's if we connected, don't fix that. Then we're just going to forever have this cord right. of bad energy. Now I could sever the cord, but you could still keep tapping that cord. Right. And then, but then it's just, instead of going into me and making me feel bad, it's just going to turn around and go back into you. And right. then you're going to just be hurting your own self. Which I think that that falls into that whole resentment thing, mm -hmm. you know, so we can, we can label some of that energetic stuff. And for people who have resentments with other people, the other person almost always doesn't ever know that because it's in our own mind. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a, a, a way for the lay person and not to say anything like negative, but just for like, that's just a word that's used and thrown around for a way to talk about energy mm -hmm. when that's actually just, if we could just like remove that and take that all back, forgive, mm -hmm. forgive the person because we're actually allowing ourselves to be set free mm -hmm. and allow love and healing and think of that towards whatever that is for somebody. Mm -hmm. That's when we start to grow and create a little bit more space for ourselves mm -hmm. and others. And our energy becomes a little bit cleaner and a little bit lighter mm -hmm. and a little bit more free flowing and our so chakras then, open up. Right. So then and actually so good things can more come stuff in. can come in because as we release some of that negative energy and that negative, whatever it is that's staying stuck in us, mm -hmm. then we get to, then we get to move through and we make room for something that is that the universe wants to provide to us because but the universe wants get to, provide, to us when right? we're just wanting to stay stuck in right. resentments and I, and or blames or 10% or... of our brain. Mm -hmm. The 10% of our brain wants us to stay there because that's safe. We know what all this feels like. Gosh, that's so boring though, right? right. Oh, how boring, like boring and painful. And what's really sad is people stay in that their whole lives because of fear and they never get out of it. But, and I'm like, but, but they're afraid of something that's paper thin, right? Something that's paper thin. And I actually have. I don't know. I I'm just, I'm just grateful that I said, yes, I said mm -hmm. grateful that I said yes and stepped over a line in the sand that I drew for myself of saying no, 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 no to, I don't know what, because I was told to say no, I was told to say no. And if I didn't say no, I was going to die. And I'm like, actually, if I didn't say yes, I was going to die. die. Right. Like, truly. Yeah. And, and I am not a depressed person. I am not an angry person. I'm like, none of that, but, but the things that had gone on and the things that have that experienced and the choices that I made because of the previous traumas, because of the previous things, and because of the, you know, limited ideas and beliefs that I created for myself as a child. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned and I'm like, step over the line yeah. and go and see what, what sometimes it doesn't always work out to the best. But it always but does. I've, but it, 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 it's, or it guides you into something that's right. even, you know, maybe like the first few, you know, yeah. but I mean, there's so much as we get older, I feel like trauma, that stuck trauma, that stuck trauma energy. When I, I've talked about it on here before, and I've told people one thing I like about psilocybin is it's funny. It, whenever it kicks in, I yawn. It's like a huge yawn. And right. then I'm like Why? in it. Why? Because it activates your parasympathetic nervous system. Okay. So it actually activates you to go into rest and digest and that's your body. And then your mind is allowed to go into, oh, we're going to like 
take you on a journey. Okay. Yeah. So then, yes. So then I do that. Yep. And then it shows me where have I been holding? I told you that on my birthday. Yep. Where am I, where have I been holding energy? And there'll be places that are not a normal place. Sure. Right. Like on the night before my, my birthday, when I did it, it showed me I was holding energy right here in my upper chest. Like that's not a place where we think that we're storing stuck energy. Right. And it's like, I breathed into it and got to move it out of my body. And right. one thing I've, I've loved about in learning about trauma and trauma work and releasing trauma from the body is you, you don't necessarily need to always have a story with it or to know exactly what it is. It's more about just getting that, just the movement right. out, right? So that stuck energy, I didn't go further to try to figure out like, what was that energy? Why is it stuck there? What, what does it mean? It was just more like, no, let's just breathe it out. It doesn't need right. to be there anymore. But you can do so many other things besides just breathe it out because sometimes just breathing it out isn't enough. Right. Sometimes you need to go scream. Right. Sometimes you, you know, need to just a, move. You need to dance. A, grab a, a pillow and mm -hmm. scream into a pillow because it'll also save your vocal cords. If you do sometimes that. you need to just guttural cry. Yep. Sometimes you need to cry. Sometimes you need to just shake. Just get up mm -hmm. and jump around and shake, dance like you just said. I mean, there's so many things that we can do to move that energy. Mm -hmm. But staying stuck in front of a TV or a computer and ignoring all of that gets us more stuck. Right. And then, and then when the time comes where spirit's like, okay, hey, we need to work on your stuff. And then you're like, hell no, we're not. Because now you have a mountain of stuff. And a wall. And all this stuff, and it does become a moment of too much. Yes. But oh, wow. if you do decide to chisel at it and go in, then when, if new things are formed or things are layered up over time, you, it, you actually move through them like a lot faster. A lot faster. And they're not as dramatic. And they're not as like, you'll have like maybe one guttural cry, or I called Ama a few months ago because something had bubbled up for me and her and I were talking and as she's helping me move the energy out, my body was just completely shaking. And sure. she's like, that's trauma leaving your yeah, body. I've had a few of those experiences. But like, then after we did it, we were like laughing at the end and I called her like so upset, right. you know? Yeah. So you go for in, in 10 or 15 minutes, you go from so upset, you know, in pain, freaking out in pain, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually to laughing. Mm-hmm. And because you're giving the minutes. space to be able to move through it yes. and it's no longer a scary thing. So right. you're not pushing it or stuffing it away. Then when you have this mountain of all the things that are stuffed, it, it is overwhelming. Yes. And it can take some time to work through that. Right. And sometimes it doesn't take 15 or 20 minutes. No. Sometimes it takes 15, 15 or 20, 20 months. Years. <laughs> right. It could take a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. But it does, as, as we continue to move through these things, all these things, it does get a little easier and there is other stuff that will come up and, and be a little bit more painful. And then it kind of ebbs and flows. For me, I found out that not everything gets released all at once. Thank yeah. God, because and I it would can't. probably die. No, yeah, it's it, our processing yeah. overload, right? right? Yeah. It yeah, has so. to come in layers and people would be like, but I thought I've already like dealt with that. And I, well, you dealt with it to the level of your capacity at that sure. time. Now we've grown more, we've expanded more, we've learned yes. more things. So we do need to come back to this because there's another layer underneath that. Absolutely. And then once you go and expand and up level again, we're going to come back to it again because yep. there's now another thing about it. And like, Absolutely. you couldn't even know that that existed from down here. Nope. 
Yeah, I was doing some work like three years ago and I, th I thought I was totally ready to do that work. And I hired people and started digging in and I felt better. And then right now, like I'm going through that again and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. There's a lot more here. And so I'm digging in way deeper, mm -hmm. like in, in my capacity to do that now and my capacity to see me instead of just them or it yeah. is so much greater and so grateful for that. Oh, but sometimes seeing the you in it and you're like, oh, why? Yeah. But you know what? I'd rather see the me in it so that I can make those changes. Oh, totally. Then I don't want go, to have that go back. No, 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 no. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many things that I like, I, there's, there's just no way I don't, I really don't have the bandwidth to go back into we don't. a thing. Like we would, I'm, we would like, it, I don't even think it would work. No, it would, it would be detrimental to our well being, like in every yeah. area. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, it's our, we have a, we have built in mechanisms to protect ourselves from ourselves. <laughs> Thank God. God, we're so complicated. We're such weird creatures. We are. We really are. Yeah. It makes but no sense. Like I, I like being weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say weird. The depths of being human is just like, I don't know. We're just we're really bizarre creatures. Yeah. yeah. So the importance of integration, I just think that it's it's as important as set and setting. It's important as going on a journey. It's as, it's important as learning everything else afterwards. Mm -hmm. It's just all part of it. And if we skip any of those parts, we get to skip a lot of ourselves. Mm. I don't know. I don't want to skip myself anymore. No, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather do that work. Yeah. I'd rather look in. I'd rather experience, experience what that journey taught me. You know, the other thing that I really want to emphasize too is, is taking some time in between, you know, and, you know, not just doing it every weekend. Right. Because I think that that is... You know, there's no time to reset. Like, there's no time to reset the brain. There's no time to integrate. There's no time to even understand what we just learned mm -hmm. last weekend or two days ago or whatever. I and I'm that. talking about like a full psychedelic journey. I'm not talking yeah. about microdosing. Right. Microdosing is a whole different conversation. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've even talked about that with people with ayahuasca. I'm like, okay, so you're coming out of your journey and now you're going into this and then you're going to do that. I'm like, when are you honoring even the plant and its message and its like knowledge right. that it wants to? commune with you that you're bringing in other things and running off to other things right. you're you're actually disrespecting it and ayahuasca has a lot of contraindications for other medications so doing something after an ayahuasca ceremony is dangerous mm -hmm. like you know you need to be maybe a month two months and some people don't honor that no yeah and that's that's scary to me yeah yeah and then that's when you hear the horror stories it's like right well there's more at play Right. Then all of it, then what you're just hearing, like, sure. do we know the other factors? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of rules of thumb and I know that the indigenous tribes, you know, they do their thing. And most of the time that's a two day mm -hmm. ceremony for ayahuasca, but, um, and that's what my experience was as well. And that's, that's a thing. And, and then you didn't, you know, you don't do anything after that, but there's some that are going on for, you know, 10 days, 10 days and different medicines and, I have no opinion about that. Yeah. I just, for myself, I would choose to have a little bit more space in between there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't overload the process. But that's me. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to honor me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we get to honor you. Exactly. And that's yeah. the beautiful space I feel we're both really in at yeah. this stage of the journey, right? Is yeah. we were also talking about that earlier of like really just honoring 
what's the best for our personal selves in the moment and what right. feels loving and right and in flow and nurturing. And if it doesn't, it just doesn't. And that's okay. Yeah. One of the things that I'm trying to, and this sounds really tongue in cheek and trite, but if it's not a hard, yes, like, yes, I want to do this or yes, you know, and I'm, and I'm not talking about like pay my bills. Yeah. I'm talking about could be a, a, you know, a a social event or even work. Like, is, does this align with me? If it's not a hard yes, then it's going to be a no for right now. Yeah. And until I really figure out what that is, because I've said yes to things my whole life because of what other people or what I think other people think I should be doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. No. And, and I didn't have the courage or the strength or the worthiness to mm-hmm. do that before. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, that's okay. Yeah. And I'm getting really comfortable with that. Well, because we're really programmed to please people. Right. And, and, and follow what whatever society is, says like our we parents should do. or this or right. that or whatever school or teacher, you know, and it's like, no, but that's like, actually like, and you can feel that in yes. you when you are saying yes to something and everything in your body You're is saying like, no. no, like the other weekend, oh, I was going to come dancing with you and I never even talked to you about it. I'm sorry. I didn't show up. That's okay. And <laughs> I was supposed to go to something the day before. And it was like literally everything in me. I was just for some reason, so tired Yeah. and I just couldn't be around people and I couldn't show up for anyone all weekend long. And I felt horrible about it. And I was like, no, you have to even let that go because this is what clearly you need in this moment. Yes. You said yes to you. Right. Is to like not actually go anywhere and just be sedative this weekend and just take a moment. Like, I didn't even know why I could tell you why the energy is now after I could kind of look at it like, oh, yeah, they knew something I didn't. Right. And so I was kind of being prepared for something else, but I'm like, I really had a hard time with that because I'm like, so many people show up for me now. And like, I just can't show up this weekend. But I was like, no, you're just, you're not supposed to show up for this weekend. And I had, and I did, I ended up just saying yes to myself, but Good. like, I had to process through that even that I know and it why, was hard. I was why like, do we have to do that? Why, why do, we, do we have to do that? What is it? I didn't want to like let anyone down or like not be the cool person. So because that shows we take up care or, of ourselves, we're, we're, our thoughts tell us that we're letting people down. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, and in spaces where people don't actually understand that or live right. by that, they get very angry about it. They do. And that's not your problem. No. And that's a whole learning lesson in it itself. Is. Luckily in our community, people really understand that. Right. Right. Cause we all get it because of the conversations we have and the spaces sure. we work from, but we, yeah, we really do a lot of things that aren't the most loving or doesn't feel right, or just doesn't resonate. And we stay in jobs for too long because of it. Right. Yep. We stay in relationships for friendships, romantic relationships, whatever, for too long because of it. You know, we don't speak up for ourselves because of it. Right. And then going back to that integrity piece, that like personal integrity piece, well, then we're like literally walking around as a lie. And so like, right. I would get and mad the, at like people. The internal conflicts create more trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like for ourselves. It's like, I, I'm, it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, one thing no. I can't operate. From I mean, and I'm not perfect at any of this, right? Like none of it, but I'm so much more aware and so much more willing to say, you know what, let me think about that. Or, 
I just, just something other than people pleasing and doing something that is not going to be okay. And to go back to what the beginning of this whole conversation was, this is all a direct result of me saying yes to stepping into things that I said no to for so long. Right. Yeah. And having my, my world be so small mm -hmm. and so contained and what I thought was safe mm -hmm. when it was actually killing me. Yeah. Like killing me. And I had, I had one of my girlfriends say to me repeatedly, why don't you just go get a job? Um, because I have one. Yeah. Cause I, I work for myself and she's like, but you should just go get a job. Like with a job with a paycheck and benefits. And I'm like, I have a job, I have a paycheck and I have benefits. <laughs> I'm like, what is your problem? <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't like complaining about anything. Yeah. Her to say that. She, right. just, she just thought that I was not doing it, didn't fit it her the right way. The right way. And this was a conversation that we had for a number of years. Wow. Yeah. And that one really sticks out for me mm -hmm. of me just being kind of true to me. And yeah. I've kind of worked for myself for a long time. So that was not something that was foreign to me, mm -hmm. but that conversation is something that has definitely stood out. And I kind of use that for a gauge for some of the other things in my life are other people telling me that what I should be doing based on what society or they think I should be doing because it makes them uncomfortable or brings up because their what fear. I do is uncomfortable to them mm -hmm. and, that and it scares that right when you when I really like I observe more conversations than not anymore and I'll say things and then I observe the reaction right and or someone will come out of nowhere and say something to me and I'm like that is not, that is straight up your thing. Like that right. is your, like, where is this even coming from? Right. When you, when those things, when people say some stuff to you and you're like, where, what do you mean? So my friend did it the other week and she said something to me and I was like, I wish I could remember in this moment what it was. Cause I was like, kind of like jaw dropped. I was like, right. what? <laughs> and then it came out a little bit later that it was her thing that she just came on her path for her. Right. But she was, instead of saying, oh, this thing came up about me and I'm like kind of working through it. She just like served it at me that I need to do something different, do something different to make her more comfortable. And I was, and then when it came out way later in conversation, I'm, I'm thinking that's all your own shit, dude. That has nothing, right. That has nothing to do with me. Yeah. That was something I was experiencing like 15, 10 years ago even more than that. But, you know, when I was working in the cannabis industry, people were saying, well, you're going to get high. I'm like, why? Well, you're going to get high. Like if, you, if you're working in that space, you're going to get high. Like, okay, well, no, I'm not because I don't like that. But, and you know, and so, so now it's like, do you, do you, do you drink? I know I just do psychedelics. <laughs> right. I know that's me. Like I ran into an old friend the other day and he actually brought me to a when I was 24 and he's been sober for an extremely long time and he's a lot older than me. Right. And, uh, so <laughs> I run into him at a coffee shop, like just like a week ago. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, you'll never guess. I'm like, I don't drink anymore. Like at all. It's been like two and a half years. And he's like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, you know, and he's known me since I was 24, right. 42. Right. And then, you know, we got to talking more and I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but you know, like something and like some about plant medicine, but I, like I do, and I do do plant medicine and the shift. Cause he, cause he was so happy that yeah, you but he's still in the AA school of thought right. or whatever, you know, in that thing and not in 
the only reason why I've shifted is because I'm like educated, right? So I have a different understanding and working now in more of a like ceremonial aspect and it bringing it into the deep work and expansion that I'm doing. It's not about getting fucked up on any level. level. I don't want to get fucked up. It's actually really in very intentional to work on through, see things I'm not seeing, expand, heal, like whatever. But in that moment, he, I could see him shift like, wait, you know, and he's like, oh, like ayahuasca. And I'm like, no, I haven't done ayahuasca, but I will. I just found my teacher and it requires me to go down to Brazil, which when it happens, I'll do that. But no, not that right now, but yeah, I will. But I, it's, but it was like weird to try to be like, I don't like, I can't even explain to you because you don't see it from this other completely different angle. You still looking at it like, Right. Like, no, it's actually, there's so much information in it. Right. There's so much beautiful, so much preparation, so much information, so much information afterwards. Yeah. And it's like really profound and it really actually done properly can really be beneficial to people's lives. All of it, all of it, all of the different plants that are here to assist and guide and open. And to me, it's like fucking beautiful. And since I've found this new commune with ingesting these plants and allowing them to share their intelligence with me. If anyone has watched my house transform over the last year, maybe my house has filled up with plants. Right. And I have a different relationship with plants, like the spider plant that's hanging above you, right? Right. That was gifted to me. And then I put it in this room and then I felt bad because it was in this room by itself. So I had to go get it a friend. (laughs) So I have someone to talk to. And then another friend just showed up the other week that was gifted to me, this other plant. Right. And like, I play my Tibetan bowl for all the plants every morning. And they love it. They love it. And I was just talking in another episode with Emily about how I now take my menstrual blood and I give it to one of my plants just right now, just one receives the blood and have the commune with that. And like, but it's all really in the intelligence of these plants right? has opened up a deeper communication with me. And now I like need them all around me and plants are plants. Yeah. They're all healing hmm yeah yeah kind of cool super cool yeah well do you have any final thoughts I don't um, I think we've had lots of thoughts I think we've had lots of thoughts yeah we've had such good thoughts yeah they've been good and you got through everything that you wanted to share I did great and then some yeah yeah I love it it's all good Beautiful. yeah and it's it's a warm summer day it is a really warm we're dying in this okay. room and I did <laughs> turn on the air but I was like if we would have started right at two this would have been fine because the sun wouldn't have been over here yet yeah but we sat and talked for a really long time so So then once we came to this room like we're actually dying (laughs) so I need to go feed a cat and we're gonna go back to the air conditioning for a minute and cool off and thank you so much for hanging out you're so welcome I love you I love you too yeah thanks thanks for having me thanks for coming here yeah and we will talk with all y'all again soon bye bye 